0: You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. (laughs) Hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy stewartcom or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy stewartcom
1: Welcome to the Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart, and welcome to this episode of Cindy Stewart Live. I'm here at Joan Hunter's ministry. She is having the School of the Prophets. And what's so amazing is she set up a studio for us so that we could interview the apostles and prophets that are here, just really imparting into people, empowering them, educating them and preparing them to go out and walk in the anointing God's called them to. So it's just been an incredible 10 days of speakers. And this morning, I have Dr. Sharon Stone with me. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Cindy. It is a joy to be here. This has been a true marathon. It has been a true (laughs) marathon. It has, really. And we've seen so much happening. We've seen the Spirit of God just moving in ways that just
0: has taken our breath away, hasn't it? It has. I've already heard testimonies. And you know, you expect getting to be around uh, Joan Testimonies of healing, testimonies of deliverance. I don't know until maybe a couple years ago how much of the prophetic she carried. I mean, you always saw it with the word of knowledge, especially for inner healing and deliverance. But I think even more so her building a platform for developing prophetic people and prophets is exciting.
1: It really is exciting. And one thing I didn't say about you, and this is what Bishop Hammond says about you, that you're one of the top three most accurate prophets in the world. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm just honored to be in the room with you, but just think about, you know, just think about what you've had to do To be able to carry that level of hearing from the Lord, releasing what he's saying and the accuracy. It's like Samuel, you know, his words did not fall to the ground. And I just think that is amazing. So uh, let's just hear a little bit about your journey, because if someone doesn't know you, it's a great opportunity. And we'll have her website up there. So you'll be able to check her out. And uh, I know she does mentoring days, which were amazing. I was looking at them on Facebook. So tell us a little bit of your journey in
0: this. Well, Cindy, I do appreciate the acclaim. Believe me. That's, <laughs> that's my dad in the spirit. You know, mm-hmm. um, I always say this, if, um, my husband is saying nice things about me, <laughs> <and> <laughs> my father in the Lord is saying nice things about me. Your, your heart's settled. Yes. You know, if you're hearing that well done, good and faithful yeah. servant from God, you know, I'm old enough, that settles you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the stuff that somebody does on your Instagram that rocks your boat. <laughs> not anymore. No. Those things are, are definitely days. But um, I came into the prophetic early. And, of course, you know, I I'm, I'm, I i am don't look as old as I really am. You know, but I am. <laughs> and so this is about my 47th year
1: Wow.
0: in the prophetic. But back then we didn't we barely knew that women could be ministers right. much well wh- were prophets legitimate and then Cindy back then people don't even realize today cuz it's not an argument that is the only fivefold in the bible that has a gender attached to it mm-hmm. you know you have a prophet and a prophetess mm-hmm. and so even back then there was those that would have the argument okay is the one the fivefold <laughs> Yes. Ministry authority is the other. And I think because back then all I thought was I was a substitute teacher filling in for some anointed man that would eventually arrive and uh, 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 fulfill the call. I think that I probably didn't battle with it. And so it's not ever really been my flag to carry the gender flag. I think living it has been a wonderful highway to build. Uh, But I don't think it's ever been uh, my flag. But growing up, people always say, well, when did you know that you were a prophet? Well, I didn't know there could be a prophet, so that was mm-hmm. hard to know. But I started seeing in the Spirit and hearing God at three. Wow. And um, I was not raised in a functional family. You know, I know I love to listen to the programs when people give all their pedigrees and Mm -hmm. all the amazing things, you know, that, oh, God has done this and my family's done this and Mm -hmm. third generation, and then I found out God's brought this full cycle. No, I have none of those amazing pedigrees. I was born in a highly dysfunctional family, sexually abused from the time Mm. I was born. I was um had a bone disease, osteogenesis imperfecta, where you have multiple breaks all the wow. time. So I had over 150 breaks in and out of a wheelchair till God raised me up at at 27 years old. I was already pastoring though. At at um, by the time I was 19, wow. I think just because they didn't know what to do with me. How could you tell the poor little handicapped girl, you, know, <laughs> you, can't, uh, pastor. you can't pastoring, <laughs> you can't do that. So Cindy, I think it was just one of those things, mm-hmm. but. Um, I certainly knew the love of God yeah. and I knew the protection of God. And I, the very fact that there wasn't a lot of people I could depend on. My world was small when you're handicapped. Mm-hmm. You go where somebody takes you. I think that um, I learned right away the one that loved me, the one that held me, wow. the one that I could trust, the ones whose words didn't change mm-hmm. the ones whose words had power the ones whose words um, uh, uh, could make your world change was yeah. Jesus yeah. and even though it was older before I, I received salvation um, you know in you you grow up in a place where the dependency upon Jesus Christ was not optional yeah it and isn't that amazing? that you know that because it wasn't optional i mean you just lean into them with everything you have and you know and when you can't believe any voices around about you there's a voice you can believe Uh and so i think today when people talk about the prophetic they're looking about the next prophecy they're going to get. They're wanting, and I, oh, you're made to want that encouragement. You're made to want that blessing. You're made to want uh, 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 that edification on the inside of you. But I think maybe we're getting back, Cindy, to being a generation where we say in the world that we live on in today, we have to have God's voice. Yes, It's not optional for us. Mm-hmm. We have to know what He's saying in the midst of all of the other voices. And we have to know that. And so for me, mine is not a sad story. I can tell you my story, but those are stories from my history. They're not stories from my trauma. That's good. They're not stories from my hurt. That's good. They're not. My father died in prison as a pedophile. You know, and I had the uh, ability to get my husband, my 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 brother in there the day before he passed by a word of the Lord to to get in there where he finally received Christ the 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 day before he passed. And so mine isn't. It's quite a victorious story. That's good. It's not a sad story, but it's a real story because. That's where Jesus meets us, right where we're at, and and I think with the prophetic sometimes that we want to mystify it mm-hmm. rather than Jesus showing up right in yeah. anybody's mess and bringing life, right in anybody's darkness and bringing uh, uh, you know light, right in anybody's hopelessness and bringing hope, right in the middle of anybody's lies. And bringing the truth. So for me, Cindy, when we talk about the prophetic, it's not another prophetic word. It is the life that someone's missing on the inside of them. It's what helps them get to the next phase of their destiny. It's what causes them to, at the end of the day, be able to put their head on their pillow at night and say, I don't know how this whole day went out, but you know what? I was aware of your presence. I knew you were with me. I heard from you. God, we're ready for tomorrow.
1: I, that is so true. And that's what I feel like God is shifting us to. Um, the word the Lord had given me is that the body is moving from surrender based on obligation to surrender based on love. They're moving into this love relationship yes. with the Lord so that they're able to lean into him in every circumstance defeated, whatever it is. You know, I always tell the Lord when something tough happens, I'm like, God, I may not know what to do, but I know you know what to do. So you just help me through the process. I'll step where you tell me to step. I'll do what you tell me to do. But I trust you to get me over to the next thing. And that's really where we've got to encourage and bring the body into is we may not have the answers for everything, but Jesus does. Absolutely, And when we lean into that, it will all unfold and we'll look back and say, I can't believe the victory I've had over this because Jesus went before me and took care of it.
0: You know, I, I, I love um, the basic scriptures on the mm-hmm. prophetic. You know, my sheep, they hear my voice, yes. but most people stop there. It says they hear my voice and they and follow me. They don't understand. There's a connection. You're not meant to be able to hear his voice without it raising up uh, a facilitation and an obedience out of you. It's meant to draw you to him, with him, uh, uh, in all of that. And so, I mean, that's just a basic belief for all, not just for prophets, but for everyone, everyone, for everyone that can hear his voice, but also love it. It says he orders our steps, aright, Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we spend so much time thinking we need a strategy and I love strategies. I'm a builder through and through, (laughs) I love strategies, but I think sometimes we want a strategy for everything rather than a trust Mm -hmm. that he can order my steps and get me where I need to be. If I can, if you know, um, because of who he is and me keeping my heart right before him, uh, in that place. But I also believe, Cindy, I think things are speeded up. I don't want people to have to go through what we went through.
1: No, me either.
0: I don't think it should take as long. I think nope. there's an acceleration. I, I don't believe that their processes, not that God isn't building character, but I don't believe the process is as hard. We must have been tougher cases. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I don't believe that the time between call and the release in ministry is as long as it was, or the time between... Um, uh, purpose and development of gifting and all of that, I believe all of that is so much more condensed. And so what that does in your life is, uh, at times you're not going to feel just led by his spirit and, oh, it's nice to feel led, led feels comfortable, but you know what? You've been driven by lust. You've been driven by maybe, uh, different addictions in your life. Mm-hmm. You've been driven, uh, by needs that you had. And yet we don't want to be driven by the Holy spirit. We, we want to be led by mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, our Holy Spirit loves us enough to drive us as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is really good. And, I love that. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> and I believe that in the midst of the acceleration that's going on right now, that there's so much that's going on in, in your life. It's OK to be driven by the Holy Spirit. Driven does not mean driven to fame, driven to affirmation, driven to your own self-motives. See, that's where uh, it's wrong. But driven as in passion, yeah. driven as in zeal, mm-hmm. driven as in a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. driven as in, um, see, I think God's going beyond your destiny. And now he's saying, uh How does your destiny fulfill my destiny? (laughs) You know, how does your destiny fulfill my destination? I think it's all going to be bigger. And I just think you need to be graced to be driven by the spirit of God. And I think that you and I have had such wonderful, healthy messages. You know, take care of yourself. You know, you have a family, you have financial needs, you have social needs, you have your ministry needs. I am amen and hallelujah to all of that. And you know, as a woman, I get the questions those men prophets don't get. I get the questions on, uh, "Oh, Dr. Sharon, how do you keep everything in balance?" You yeah. know, you get them too. <laughs> no, I do. I do. You know, <laughs> as a woman in ministry, as a mother, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as, as a pastor, as mm-hmm. a, the you, they would never ask a man that 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 question. And this isn't a gender bashing, believe me. But they would never ask that. And the truth of it is, is you can be driven by the Holy Spirit. Just give yourself 100% to whatever He puts before you at the time. When is that ministry time? Hallelujah. When is that family time? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. When is all of those other things? And it, he, he provides the rest time as well. Now, of course, we have to be sensible people. Yes. But we're not saying not. I just believe that there are so many people that don't trust God. That he's going to take care of them enough mm-hmm. take care of their family enough take care of their needs enough take care of their their heart issues and emotions enough that they want to hold the reins when maybe you being driven could be the best thing that ever happens to you maybe the holy spirit not just in front of you saying come follow me maybe in behind you with that little bit of push in your back and that running alongside you and helping build a new stride in you is exactly what you need to be able to break through a barrier of containment um i lived in containment most of my life Mm -hmm. cindy and when i got out of that i tell you what (laughs) uh, you're like free (laughs) i did some stupid stuff though Mm -hmm. i skydived I jumped off cliffs into the ocean. What did you think about all of that? Oh, I knew there was a part of me that was being stupid. (laughs) See, I'm not going to call that God. Don't you call it God either. (laughs) But I knew that you cannot say I have broke through containment and live your life the way it was before. Right. So when I was raised up out of that wheelchair, and when I was healed, you can't live your life the same way and I don't think I was who was I proving it to? Maybe just me just you, yeah you know, that that I didn't have that same ceiling on mm-hmm. me and I believe one of the things that the prophetic does for us in the church, us in the world is it breaks that ceiling mm-hmm. of containment and lets us see from God's point of view, from his perspective, from his call from his Im- ability to do the impossible and it And it releases you and I into that.
1: I agree. I agree. And, you know, one of those things when you get broken out of containment and your containment was in a wheelchair, some people's containment is the identity they've been given. Uh, even using the you uh, women in ministry, you know, as an example, that you know, the identity was that you we couldn't do certain things. We couldn't be ordained. We, there were all these things that could not happen. I couldn't and, sing. Could you Cindy? No.
0: <laughs> I, I can't play the piano. Yes, yeah, so I wasn't qualified. but
1: I could do the children's ministry. you know that that's okay. intercession. Yes. And then once you get free from from that containment, Suddenly you're you're trying everything because you haven't been able to do it before. So you're taking uh, probably uh, not necessarily calculated risks that maybe weren't the best for you. <laughs> all of us have done it. You're like all of a sudden like, wow, the, the ropes are off. I can do other things. But, you know, one of the things and um, just in talking with everybody and as you're listening to this, think about God is. Moving quickly. And we believe that there is a expedient. Uh, I had uh, Bishop Bell Hammond on mm-hmm. and he said that he's been doing this for 65 years. And the ground, the ground he plowed and you've been doing it for 47. Well, we don't need to tell him how many years. Yeah. OK, <laughs> the ground that that has been plowed with a hard shoulder to the plow mm-hmm. is our ease of breakthrough. It's your ease of breakthrough. You do not have to go dig up the ground that's already been dug. So the prophetic is, is being really, uh, uh, really thrust forward because of all the work that's been done by these generals, by you, by, you know, so that we could step in without having to do that level of work.
0: But at the same time, We have a definition now that's become mainstream for the prophetic. And I want you to know I so love uh, the voice of God that you can't take it away from his heart, his hand, um, who he is. It's not a prophetic word, it is who he is. That I think sometimes our definition of the prophetic separates, it's just purpose, it's his destiny, it's my word of encouragement. It's this. No, it's God. It's God. It's God. It's who He is. It's who He represents in your life. And I think that when we start looking at it like that, rather than a gifting or just a mantle, that then we begin to realize the privilege of the partnership. This is what he's wanted all along. You know, when he called his disciples, Cindy, you know, come and follow me, however young, some think they were teenage age. But uh, co- come and follow me, leave all, come and follow me, and come and follow me. You know, they couldn't have had all their stuff together. No. You know, but he, he wanted them to come and follow him. I think that sometimes a prophetic word is an invitation.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: It's not a fulfillment of of what God's called you to do. It's not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. It, it The Bible even says it's in part, but it's an invitation. Right. It's an invitation. Can you come follow me? Yeah we got some place to go. We can journey together in this, and I can fold it. Because he would rather do that relationally. And listen, I am a fan of the prophetic, but I still believe that God's favorite person to talk to you about is you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And there's something that happens when it's you and God. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love prophecy. I love, you know, prophesying over people. But there's something that happens when it's God that has spoke to your heart, to your ears, that you've seen it with your eyes. You know, people can talk you out of a lot, but they can't talk you out of your encounter. Right. They can't talk you out of your experience. Mm-hmm. And you can't leave conferences anymore going, <gasps> That prophet, so-and-so gave me a word. That prophet gave me a word. That prophet gave me a word. I'm telling you, and if I was your mama, I'd be slapping your hand. You better be saying, God told me.
1: Yeah, that's good. God
0: said something to me. Because if we don't start measuring it by who he is, rather than the fan clubs of the prophetic Mm -hmm. right now, then we won't ever come with him on that journey as an invitation. Let this revelation, because it's just in part... Let it be an invitation for you to come and journey with Him, just like He did with His disciples.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I love that. Uh, And I think that that is a fresh word, and it shouldn't be, but it is, Mm -hmm. that the prophetic word that you get is not just a word that someone's released. It is a person. It is God himself that wanted to speak through this person to you. And everything that's being imparted in this school of the prophets, it is something that is feeding us that will be a seed for us to come out of us because we've nurtured, we've gone after the heart of God, we've gone after his face, and he's able to use all of this great words to build us up and to help us to know him and move forward with him and not just say, Oh, that was great, but that was transformational. I heard the word. It went into me. I nurtured that word and God began to speak and layer it and, and grow it and bring it out of me so I can move forward in a greater measure of knowing him. And it really is about intimacy. It's all about intimacy. You know,
0: when I first, um, I couldn't even have told you it was God. but remember about uh, when I was three, having my first vision, um, three years old and uh, again, you know, I was a a sexually abused child and um, uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night and there would be this lion that would be pacing back and forth in front of my bedroom door, you know, and it would open up its mouth and yeah, I couldn't hear the roar, but you could tell there was a roar going forth. And I would tell my mom in the morning, you know, I, cause at three, how do you know? There was this tiger lion thing, mm-hmm. you know. That, that walking back and forth in front of my door and that roar. But you know, I mean, you know, as a grown woman I realized the 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 lion of the tribe of Judah. Wow. You know, Jesus Christ. You know, I mean <laughs> Whether you got to see how God protects you or what he does for you, he's always been there doing it. I remember when I was about maybe six, um, I told my mom I can fly. And, you know, she goes, ah, a lot of kids think they can fly, mm-hmm. you know, da, da, da. And I said, no. I, I said, at night, I said, there's a, a man that kind of gets me. I, I think he's a a carpenter, by uh, uh I had a lot of builders in our family, so you know, with with calluses on their hands. And he says, and I said, he comes and gets my hand, and we go way up in the sky, and you know, I could see the world different, you know, because uh, my world was so small and so yeah. little and so narrow. And it awesome. wasn't until years later that I realized the Nell scarred man huh. hand of Jesus Christ Mm. would come and open up my little world at night, you know, and show me the nations and, and show me the hope and the bigness and, and, you know, and all of that. And you think, y'all, you must have really been uh, special, Sharon, for God to want to do that to you. Now that we're talking about not the specialness of Sharon, we're talking about the character of God. Right,
1: right. That wow. is so good. That <laughs> the is character so of good. God.
0: And so, you know, today, you may be in a place where, oh, I'm ready for that releasing word of the Lord. You may be in a place today where, God, I need you to <gasps> let hope spring eternal on the inside of me. Regardless of it is, got to remember, it's Him And that is exactly who he is pray over them you know just (laughs) i I feel like we were going
1: to go somewhere else but i feel like this is healing people this is encouraging people it's setting people free so just pray over them release what god has
0: in you for them what a delight and i hear the spirit of god saying this to you the lord says i am not just the healer says the lord The Lord says, I give you my health and I give you my life. And the Lord says, I don't just send your pain away. He says, I take shattered pieces and I still bring forth wholeness today, says the Lord. And I'm not the God of a first chance and a second chance and a third chance. But I'm the God, says the Lord, of eternity that is going to stand and call you forth into the fullness of what I have put within you. And so I see the spirit of God coming to activate dormant destinies Mm. today. Dormant destinies, things that have got stuck, things that have gotten places where, whether uh, somebody else's fault or what, it seems like there's no way to be able to break for your ceiling or your confinement or containment. And the Spirit of God says this. He says, you don't have to because I already have, says the Lord. And the Lord says, even now, he says, I'm calling you up higher And I am bringing forth, he says, a prophetic awareness, not just a faith awareness, but a prophetic awareness that you are right now seated in heavenly places with me, that you are lifted above, that you have a different perspective, you have a different sphere of relationships, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit around about you, that you have a different consensus, you have a different counsel, says the Lord. And the Lord says, what I want to do for you right now at home. I want to show you an aspect of myself that you've not known in a while. I want to show you that I'm the glory and I'm the lifter of your head. And I just see the hand of God coming right underneath your chin. I don't care if you're that 200 pound big strong man or you're that slight little woman or child. I see the hand of God coming underneath your chin that he might lift that That you might, he says, he's the glory and the lifter of your head. Dear God, some of us, you know, just want our strength and our body lifted. But I'll tell you what, that can go back to hurt. It can go back to sickness. It can go back to depression if he's not the glory and the lifter of your head. So I release that to you right now in the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. Oh, my gosh, that was incredible. I just felt the presence just, you know, how he just washes over you just washes of you so lord thank you so much and we thank you so much for watching today i i just want you to know that through what you've heard there will be change in your life god is visiting you now he is transforming you now so remember invest in yourself you're the best investment you can make because god invests in you every single day with his presence thank you so much for being with me today thank you God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy stewartcom We'll see you next time.